rescue op, save the dinosaurs from an island that's about to explode. What could go wrong? World by Middle Time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And here we are back to discuss Minute 56 of Fallen Kingdom. But before we get to that, David, I don't think we've talked uh, directors for Fallen Kingdom yet, uh, Mr. J.A. Biona. I, looking at his uh, movie list here, I don't think I've seen a single thing <laughs> that, he's, uh, that he's directed before. Uh, before? <laughs> Be- before? Before Fallen Kingdom. I definitely did notice his name when I was watching the uh, the new Lord of the Rings series, and thought, "Oh, yeah, this looks really good." So, what happened with Fallen Kingdom? <laughs> well, before I had seen the Orphanage and uh, um, when a monster calls, so or I'm sorry, not when it's just a monster calls, and both were I enjoyed it as horror movies. They're kind of gothic themed, which you can really also see come across in the second uh, half of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Mm -hmm. So I do like his directorial style visually, and I wouldn't really place too much of the story elements on his shoulders, being that Derek Connolly and Trevor wrote the script for the movie. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I thought it was worth sort of talking about him now that we are heading into this second... Mm -hmm. It's it's almost like the second uh, the second part of the film or a different film. It feels because we didn't really mm-hmm. have any of these uh, scarier uh, haunted. Maybe haunted is not a good word for being on Ublar. Although we did sort of, mm-hmm. I'd say the old Main Street and that was a bit haunting, <laughs> seeing it all there decayed and run down. But. Uh, we definitely go up into Top Gear here with Lockwood Manor, and uh, especially once mm. the Indoraptor gets out. Yeah. Those that have seen his films before, I know a lot of people say that's very Bayona. That's what he's uh, he's good at doing. So uh, I'm not a big a big uh, haunted uh, horror, <laughs> a big horror fan. There are a couple of movies I do have watched and love, but uh, for the most part. I watched too many things I shouldn't have when I was young, so... <laughs> oh, I'm a horror fanatic. <laughs> I really wasn't much when I was a kid. I really kind of didn't like horror movies at all. It wasn't really that there was a scare factor. It was just a... I thought I found them unrealistic. And once I kind of got over that uh, thing... Like, I wasn't really big on fiction in general as a kid. So once I got over that, uh, what do you want to call it, like a prejudice or whatever... I started really kind of enjoying horror movies a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's it's a look at the genre as well. Like what's happened in the last few years, where you've had some some of these horror movies that have been nominated for best picture and that. Like I'll say the quality the quality has definitely come up a lot since uh, Friday the Thirteenth Three Part Three or <laughs> a lot of the uh, a lot of the eighties stuff, which. Mm-hmm. I suppose you had to be there to see it when you were younger to uh, have the nostalgia for it, that. But uh, there are a lot of a lot of films like that, a lot of horror films. I don't have nostalgia for it so much, but I do kind of enjoy the look, the cinematic look that they had back in those eighty horror movies. They 
use the kind of, and you see it come through in the first Jurassic Park a bit with Dean Cundey being the cinematographer on that movie where you kind of get these blue tones in the shadows and you don't really see that a lot so much in modern films. <laughs> I, I, I love the, uh, sort of looking at how it's made sort of side of things. And there's some films there. Uh, there's one real low budget one called hell asylum that I have on DVD and they're just using pasta and pasta sauce as intestines. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's that oh, yeah. clear it's that clear but i just yeah I, I love it's almost like backyard filmmaking just fans or, or or creators doing that sort of stuff in their backyard and they're getting a dvd release and maybe maybe yeah. a thousand people are seeing it it's and it's little movies like yeah. that that do get seen and get recognized and they all of a sudden the director gets thrown into a marvel film or something <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, when you get into some of that low-budget stuff, you can get in some real shit shows <laughs> in, the, in the production side. And even some of the, like, higher-budget stuff can be that way, too. But especially when the lower budget, the less professional you have on the, on the, on the uh, production side of it. For example, when Tobe Hooper made Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he... Um, used to, like a lot of the rem- human remains, the skeletons and stuff in that are real human skeletons. And <laughs> like, there's a moment, there's a moment in the movie where they have a dinner scene. And I guess they were the, between the studio lights filming in the sun, in the summer in Texas, it got like 120 degrees on the set and everybody started going loopy. And some of the, Acting isn't actually acting. <laughs> and I think they did it all with like one take and because they tried doing more takes and they're like, no, what? This is just getting dangerous. We're, we're wrapping this up. <laughs> That's like a lot of times you hear them using actual, uh, they'll use pig carcasses or offal and that sort of stuff. And that stuff's got to keep refrigerated. Otherwise, <laughs> there's some real, uh, real smell. Well, that was the other thing is like, like the food on the table, it, was actual food and that was starting to stink really badly and was con- not helping the mood on set at all. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a tangent. But then you get Tob Hooper come back for Poltergeist, which Spielberg kind of had to step in and puppet direct because Tob Hooper was making a movie Tob Hooper would make. I mean, he, again... Put bought real corpses because fake corpses would have been more expensive to uh, build. So like those skeletons and corpses you see in the movie Poltergeist, those are real. <laughs> I mean, it was a different time. A dollar, if I had a dollar for every time Tobe Hooper used real human remains as set decoration, I'd have two dollars. <laughs> Which isn't a lot, but it's kind of weird that it happened twice. <laughs> uh, so yes, um, Jay Bone, <laughs> tangent, tangent there. Um... Apparently, Bayona did some major rewrites for the second half of the movie, and you can see that because the horror factor in the movie is bumped. I wonder if some stuff that. Colin just put his foot down, like, we're going to get to it. The the, the whole Indoraptor and Wheatley side of things. You have the mm-hmm. goofy the goofy lunacy stuff there, and then you have some of those real 
uh, horrific, suspenseful stuff in the in the main museum or uh, lobby with uh, the Indoraptor stalking the survivors around the building. So, but we're going to get that to that in uh, the minutes coming. Yeah, so coming up soon. Yep. Maisie, what are you doing up? There was a man here today with Mr. Mills. It was probably just some business about the sanctuary, that's all. I heard them talking. They're going to sell the dinosaurs. They're bringing them here. Well, I'm sure you misunderstood. I know what I heard, Grandpa. Maisie, it's way past your bedtime. Let's talk about this in the morning. But... Maisie, I'll find out tomorrow. Go to bed. Good night. Good night, my heart. Dave, ready to get into minute 56. Sure. All right. Minute 56 of Fallen King opens with Grandpa Lockwood happening asleep and ends with the Arcadia steaming towards a storm. We're going to get to that. <laughs> As we continue to minute 56, Maisie creeps across the room to Lockwood's bedside and eyes the open photo album on his lap. Uh, she reaches to try and draw a picture from one of the closed pages, but this wakes him up. We're still getting this menacing photo album. Um, we've seen him carried around before. He's obviously protective of it and doesn't want her to see what's inside of it. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a shame we had to wait all the way until Dominion before we started seeing some of the photos uh, that are in yeah. it. Yeah, in this movie, we only really see the one. Which is, uh, it's young Maisie with... Um, with Iris. Iris, that's all. I don't know what I was going to say, Irene. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cool because they ended up using... And um, sorry, my my got my dog. <laughs> She's she wants to play co-pilot. <laughs> so yeah, you have the um, this younger photo of Geraldine Chaplin that they've photoshopped Isabella uh Smith with or not. Yeah, it was, yeah, that's her name, right? Yeah, I think so. It, it, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah they uh, photoshopped Isabella into so. It's kind of cool because, I mean, everybody's seen. I mean, she was kind of a looker when she was young. Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never seen some of the movies she's done, it's cool because she actually ended up playing Charlie Chaplin's mother in the movie Chaplin, and uh, wherein um, Robert Downey Jr. played Charlie Chaplin, and she's actually Chaplin's daughter. Hmm. Yeah, I think we brought that up when we were looking at our IMDb. Yeah. Just just weird that oh, full circle where she can come back and play a role like that. Because, yeah, that's right. For those that aren't aware, the uh, the photo is a, a pretty heavily de-aged uh, Iris mm-hmm. standing there next to Maisie. Yeah. Interesting, too, he sees, a, sees Maisie standing here and asks, why is she still up? Um which we seem to have cut to nighttime here, but when we cut to Arcadia, it's still daytime. So I don't know if he's just a little bit confused because he's been sleeping. <laughs> he's fallen asleep there. We don't see a window or anything. We know Mills and that were downstairs. He'd met the auctioneer during daytime. I don't think the auctioneer would be hanging around after night, <laughs> night either. Well, he's there for the auction. And it's kind of weird because the time frame here is confusing because... It would, in theory, take more than a few hours for the Arcadia to get from Isla Nublar to Northern California. You would expect maybe he'd be hanging around for the day, but 
he seems to be almost anxious just to get the heck out of there. Hmm. And the time frame presented in the movie makes it seem more like he's just standing around for a couple hours. I don't know, maybe drinking beers or something. <laughs> Mills. Well, also, just the processing animals off once the Arcadia docks and getting them into their cages in Lockwood Manor. I know it's not all of the animals. There must be some that are still on the ship. But even that, it's like this. it's all happening this night. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the, the Arcadia hasn't even made it back to California yet, which we'll see next. Yeah. <laughs> when you end up thinking about it, the um, are the complaint that the movie kind of ended up feeling overly condensed in the end is 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 not without merit. And it's a it's a common issue. All these films <laughs> seem and um, having being a little bit off with timings and that, but. That's why we look look past him. Uh, she tells her grandfather that uh, there was a man here today with Mr. Mills. Uh, Lockwood replies it was probably some business about the uh, sanctuary. That's all. This poor deluded old man <laughs> thinking this is all going towards the sanctuary. I wonder, like we mentioned before, I just wonder what fake stuff Mills has cooked up to show Lockwood. <laughs> just fake, fake uh, photos of Costa Rica or something or... Or the tropics, just to uh, convince the old man that this is all this is all happening legit. Yeah. And then she spills the beans. Uh, they're going to sell the dinosaurs. They're bringing them here. And mm-hmm. we do see this sort of gets Lockwood's attention a little bit. He uh, sort of questions it for a little bit before um, before just uh, shaking his head and saying she's up past her bedtime and it's late. And uh, mm-hmm. after some protesting from Maisie, she stops and leaves the room. After saying goodnight to each other, which I'm pretty sure this is the last time they see each other alive too. To, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, to have an end on this conversation. But uh, I, think, uh, I think the message has got across and uh, we do see that coming up in a couple of minutes' time where Lockwood will confront Mills and uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't go too well for, the, for Lockwood. No. I do like, though, Lockwood's reaction here just because... If you, it's very sweet. He doesn't want his granddaughter to be worrying about these very complex issues, and so he's just wanting her to be a child. And so he kind of just brushes it off, like he doesn't believe her. But in reality, then we see, yes, he he took everything she said very seriously. Mm, yep. Yep. It's just the difference between Mills early yelling at her to get out of the get out of the room, where he is. Um been a bit more caring after she leaves the room Lockwood removes his glasses and sets them down on the the closed photo album and quickly slides the photo back between the pages Um, so I don't know if he woke and seen her hand on that photo or he's just noticed the photo now sticking out but uh, again tucking that secret back away into the book (laughs) we won't see until a couple of minutes time anything else on the bedroom scene that's that's all we're going to get there before we cut back to the Arcadia no, we're good. That's when we cut back to the ocean and uh, the Arcadia getting rocked by strong seas. It's steaming towards a massive thunderstorm here. We see the lightning going on, dark clouds. I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure why, because from memory we don't we don't have any conflict on the boat apart from maybe it rocking slightly and that's causing the Trenosaur head to go back and forth. I know it's the midway point of the film and we need to have a storm, but it doesn't play... It nearly plays less involvement in this than what the one in the middle of 
Fallen King, uh, Jurassic World did, and that just wet the ground. <laughs> Can you think of anything coming up with the boat <laughs> where the storms? I, it does almost feel like a missing scene here because there's a storm, but the like you said, the inside doesn't seem to be visibly affected by it. And it looks like a strong storm. I mean, you can see the lightning strike there. But in the end, maybe it's just one of those storms where it's all flash, no substance. And that's entirely possible, too. You can't deny it's a cool shot with the sun setting behind the clouds and the lightning striking on the horizon. Well, again... (laughs) It it might just be there as a cool shot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it is a great visual. Again, it's another King Kong visual as well. Yeah, and I could see this. I could see this sort of happening if the Arcadia was heading to the island with the volcanic activity building or something as well. Just mm-hmm. it's out of sequence. But I'm just trying to remember. I don't think it's it's not raining at the dock when they get back to Lockwood Manor. It's not raining or lightning anything there either. We do. No. We did hear that there was a delayed scene with the Dilophosaur on the boat. I wonder if there was something there where the boat's rocked or a wave's crashing against the boat and the its cage has been knocked over or something. That could have been. Yeah. But it is a it is a good shot. And this is also where the minute ends. We uh, don't cut... Oh, we as the minute ends, we cut inside the cargo hold with some animals. Not tranquilised, bellowing in sadness. <laughs> so this, the scene's set. We're about to enter back into this ship and uh, see what's been happening there with uh, an injured blue. And our, uh, our trio... Soon to be, oh no, it's quadrilogy. What's four people? Two pairs of people. <laughs> so, Dave, uh, no, do I have something for the novel? No, this the scene from Maisie and Lockwood isn't in the uh, in the novel at this point. Anyway, we just cut straight to Mills leading Toby Jones down to see the Indoraptor. So, uh, nothing more to add from the novel there. Uh, Dave, anything mm-hmm. else before we get out of here for the week? No, I think we're good. 